Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know that uh, this week I had some technical issues. Um, my computer didn't recognize my nice microphone, and so it just recorded it uh, my track with my laptop speaker. So I wanted to apologize for the quality. I didn't realize it until after we were done and I started uh, editing the show. Um, just wanted to apologize that the show is great and I'm really, really aggravated and disappointed that, uh, I didn't check this beforehand. So I just wanted to get in here and apologize and let you know what you're in for. I still think it's totally listenable. Um, but, uh, if this was a make it or break it thing for you, I apologize. And, uh, just know that I'm going to be doubly diligent in the future about making sure everything is just so before we start recording. Thanks and enjoy the show. Episode 65 of The Platformers, a show about nerd culture. I am your host, Brian Barnett. I am Chris Shriver. And let me tell you, those were some of the best claps I think we've ever, I think I've ever done. What was weird was when you did it, there was like a little delay, like on the video from when the audio happened. So I was sitting here watching it and it was like, it just wasn't in sync and it kind of messed with my brain. Weird. That's like that thing. That's like that app that you can put on your phone that like feeds your stuff back uh, into your ears on a delay, so it just like totally messes with your brain. Oh yeah, I've been wanting to do that for a while. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you, uh, Chris, you ready to click it or take it? <laughs> I hate you so, so much <laughs> that you just use that reference. I hate it. Hey, so it's, very much. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, this week we're going to talk about a ton of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that uh, that we've been up to this week, but there's also a lot of stuff that's about to happen. Uh, if you are listening, dude, there's to a this, stupid amount of things about to happen. If you are listening to this, it is it is uh, <clears throat> it is probably Friday, probably early Friday, if I have my way, uh, and uh, it's the 27th of October, which means that Super Mario Odyssey is out, and not only that. Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus is out, and not only that, Assassin's Creed Origins is out, and not only that, Stranger Things Season 2 is out. So you have got your work cut out for you, my friends, because there's a whole lot of A-plus grade stuff coming out, and you better get to it. All I hope is that you don't have a social life, and you have no plans for Halloween, or at least Halloween weekend, and that you can sit in your home and enjoy all of the wonderful content that was just released. Yeah, no joke. Uh, actually, speaking of that, I actually have an idea. I don't know if it's actually going to work out this way, but um, Joanna, uh, friend of the show, and the one who made our cover art. So if you uh-huh. like, if you like any of the uh, the flags or the all that sort of stuff on our logo or you know on the cover art for this podcast, Joanna is the one who did it. I think she's like Joanna draws or Joanna likes to draw. I'll figure it out. Um, by the end of the show and I'll, I'll, I'll pimp her stuff because she's great. And, uh, and she's going to come hang out with us on Halloween. And I'm thinking maybe since I'm going to be so busy, um, doing like the Mario Odyssey review and a bunch of different stuff like that, maybe I'll hold off on Stranger Things season two and see if they want to fire that up on Halloween. Cause that would be a really great way to spend. It would. Night. The problem is you're going to, you're only going to get in like three episodes probably. <sighs> And yeah, then, but here's the thing. I don't have to stop when she leaves. I can just keep going. That's true. Although, what day is Halloween on? Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Actually, that would work. That would work quite well. 
I was I was just thinking like that would really suck if it was like a Saturday night or something because then that would roll over into Sunday morning. I'd have to get up early and all sorts of stuff. No, no, no. no. But anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah I don't it's know weird. when I'm gonna watch. I, I don't know when I'm gonna do all this. So originally the plan was months ago I took off October 27th, and the plan was I'm gonna watch all of Stranger Things, and then the rest of the weekend I'm gonna play Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Um, because I don't. My biggest thing is I don't want to get on Facebook or Twitter or whatever and have shit spoiled for me. Um, because oh, I'll be re- yeah, I'll be real upset if I've heard there's a lot spoiled. of really twisty stuff. I'm sure going on. In fact, there is uh, there's a trailer out right now that has something to do with Eleven, and apparently it is even a season two spoiler. And so I, I actually had to write an article. I wrote an article actually earlier uh, on uh, on IGN. Uh, about an Easter egg uh, that you can find in Spotify and also in Netflix um, of Stranger Things, and it's a cool little Easter egg. What's the Spotify one? The I actually don't know because uh, Jonathan Dornbush got that backlink for me. Oh, okay. Um, and I didn't click through it because I was like, I, I don't have time because yeah. you know my little brother was just coming into town and and uh, and stuff like that, so gotcha. I didn't let him in. So I I had to really speed things along, and uh, <laughs> I actually. Would have liked to do more work, but obviously he's not in town that often, so I wouldn't yeah. prioritize spending time with him. Um, but uh, so I didn't check that one out. The Netflix one is cool. I don't know if you've seen it. I um, saw. Um, I was reading the article you put up, but um, okay. no, that is very cool. I, I do like how they did. Yeah, that. it's fun. It's fun. I like. I did it a couple of times just myself, just to, for fun. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, and it 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 um it's like a it's a stupid little PR thing that they did, but like it it was. I think it's kind of silly how excited it got me again. I was like, I yes, like, obviously I'm ready, but like it just, I don't know, like look, seeing it, looking at the upside down, seeing like the. I'm kind of kicking myself because like I really wanted to watch season one again. Um, yeah. Within the past like month or two, just to, like to get myself ready. Yeah. And I never did. And part of me is like, yeah, maybe I should go back and watch the whole thing. But I watched it twice already. Um, yeah, so it's not like yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna, you know, it's not like I don't know what happens, obviously. We should watch a recap or something. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. And, it's just and so I, good. Because I've been thinking about doing that same thing, but for Blade Runner. Because uh, I still haven't seen Blade Runner yet, and I was like, it's been years since I've seen the first one. Oh, yeah. Um, and I only ever watched it once. Um, so I need to, I feel like I, I need to at least watch a recap of that before I go watch Blade Runner. But everybody I'm talking to is like, you need to see it on the biggest screen possible because it's a masterpiece. And what's if you a shame wait until is it's out of the theaters, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. What's a shame so, is they it didn't do very well um, in the box office. But like, like what is what is critically with, it did very well. But what is up with all the critical darlings that are flopping? I don't know. Freaking it's really Dishonored weird. two, Titanfall two. Like, how many of these games and these movies? are going to be great and then not perform well. Like what is going on? I think a lot of it is because people, people automatically expect that you need to see the first Blade Runner. And a lot of people don't really like that movie. Like it, look, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even see, I didn't see the first, I I saw the first Blade Runner. I didn't see the, the next, you know, 2047. Yeah. You know, I, I'm coming straight in on, you know, 2049 or 2099. I forget which, Volume, which number of movie this is, but it's crazy. I think it's just the second one, isn't it? it I don't know. Sorry. I have no idea. I've become. I've become. It's become necessary for me to become joke explaining guy. Yeah. It's called like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. 
It's fine. I'm it's not fine. picking up on sarcasm was, right now. I was lobbing up a, a softball for I you know. there, and it's no, you know I, what? It's fine. I've spent the past two days at an IT conference, and I've just been like <laughs> absorbing information nonstop. It's all it's all good, man. Yeah. yeah. On the bright well, side, actually, fun story about that. Um, I was talking to, I was doing a demo for one of HP's uh, VR products, and yeah. the girl, uh, as my coworker was in the whole VR gear. And I'm talking to the girl, and she's like, yeah, you know, my brother, um, he uses VR all the time when he's on tour, and, like, he every time he's on the bus, like, his wife is always, like, you know, I, I feel like I never see him because he's always got this damn headset on his face. And she keeps saying, yeah, when he's on tour, when he's on tour, finally, I'm like, who is your brother? And she's like, oh, you know Breaking Benjamin? I'm like, yeah. She goes, yeah, what? my brother is Benjamin. And I was like... Oh, okay then. <laughs> she's like showing me pictures of them like together. She's backstage like meeting like Evanescence and stuff. I was like, what the hell? What? Yeah, it was so bizarre. Oh my god. Yeah, and then she was like telling us like all these crazy stories about um just like his career and like yeah, it was really cool. Dude, that's legit one of my favorite like alternative bands. Yeah. I was literally just listening to them. I was I just listened to Topless this morning while I was going to the library. <laughs> she like, said the new album or single or something is uh, Ember or Embers. Okay. I think is what she said, but he's like finishing working on that. Apparently it was recorded like in his living room. Um, he made, set up like a temporary studio in his living room in Ocean City, New Jersey. And that's where they like recorded the whole album. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, but that was a fun little nugget of knowledge. Yeah, the no VR joke. thing I tried was cool, though. It was uh, HP makes this VR backpack that it's like this little. I don't even know like how to describe it. It's like a little box that you can dock and undock, and then there's these battery packs that they're hot swappable, and you put them on this like ten pound backpack. And then it attaches to like an HTC Vive, and you can just walk around a room with like a whole VR rig. Interesting. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Yeah, no joke. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, other than the IT conference, what else have you been up to this week? I um I started playing. So two things. Um, I told myself, you know what, I'm gonna update my Xbox One Yay. to the new version because you were freaking out about it, and that took like four hours. And then um, I got to tell you, like the UI is super snappy. It's like yep. the fastest. What did I tell you? It's the it's the fastest Xbox UI I've ever used. Um, like on yeah. any of the consoles. So like, I'm, kudos to them. Like, I think I'm very it's better than 360. That. To be perfectly honest. Oh, it's totally yeah, it totally is. Um, I'm like real happy with it, but there's still these like little idiosyncrasies that I always run into, and these little problems. Whenever I'm trying to play a game, so I started playing uh, Forza Horizon Hot Wheels. Like I was, I finally played the game enough that I unlocked the Hot Wheels tracks. And nice. I'm going through, and I got to this one race where they're like, "Okay, you, the way the game works is you need to like, if you have like an A class car, or B class car, um, if you need to purchase it, you go out and purchase it." So this one race, I like went. I needed like an A class car, which I didn't have went to buy it with the like in-game credit and then I hit buy or whatever. It was like marketplace error, marketplace error. And I couldn't get past this thing. 
So I couldn't even do the race, and then I couldn't play the game. Because, like, I couldn't progress any further in the Hot Wheels levels. Yeah. The, the, I, was, I almost tweeted this out at you. But, like, I was going to say, it's, it's almost shocking the amount of problems that you have with just Xbox things. Like, and the funny thing is, it's the inverse of my stuff. Because, like, there was a period where my PS4 uh, would just eject discs. Like just random. Yeah, that's the weirdest in, one that you've ever me, mentioned. Yeah. In the middle of me playing a game, it'll just do all this garbage. And I'm just like, okay, well, um, that's not great. Yeah. Um, and and then there were other times where it would just, like every time I would turn it up, it would be like, and, and it still does this. It's like rebuilding the database. And I'm just like, okay, well. Well, it does that a lot if the, uh, whatever power strip you're plugged into, if that gets turned off. Um, while it's in rest mode, that'll definitely rebuild the database and make sure nothing's lost. I feel like it that doesn't. Or if there's any kind of power loss or anything like that, that's like typically never, the only time it does that. There's never that sort of a power loss, but it does with the rebuilding the database for a fraction of a second every time I turn it back up from sleep. Yeah, that's not right. So it's my PS4 has been kind of a I I'm kind of relegating my PS4 to like an exclusive machine. Um, well, and that's in, where in, I'm in, on the adverse. Of that. Yeah, in in anticipation of like the Xbox One X coming out and all the stuff that I'm reading from Digital Foundry, you know, and Eurogamer and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, like it sounds like it's a demonstrable difference between like like even just like the way that Shadow of War looks on PS4 Pro versus Xbox One X. It's oh, like, I'm sure it is. It's like night and day different. Yeah, I'm um, sure it is. So, but I'm. Um, yeah. I'm at the point where when Halo 6 comes out and the, it hopefully gets a price drop, um, that's the when I'll... The, yeah, the Xbox One X, that's when I'll pick one up. Because I kept thinking yeah. maybe I'll get an S. Because like, I got to the point where I'm like, I want to use this system. Like, I, yeah. I want Xbox to make me love Xbox again. Um, like, I really me, just like, think... Yeah. Yeah, and I really just think I have a lemon. Like, I I, I don't know how what other way to put it. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah. And... I don't know what else to do because I've reset the damn thing how many times I've uninstalled yeah. every application and reinstalled it how many times like I'm I'm out of ideas on how to get to play the system and I'm at the point where like if I'm going to play Forza I'm going to play it on PC because and I just I, I mean I'll try it one more time on Xbox because I just reinstalled it um, but if it doesn't work I'm not wasting my time like sure yeah it, it's just not worth the the aggravation yeah so like I want to love Xbox but yeah, yeah. they make it really hard. Yeah. The same, my buddy Matt had the same issue with his um, PlayStation. Yeah. Like he just had these issues and like the Blu-ray drive just stopped working. And I'm like, dude, yeah, you need to take it back. And it was like right after he got it. It was like two months after. I mean, sometimes that it. just happens. Like it's just bad. And hardware. he literally, he waited, he waited for like a year and a half or two years and then he tried to take it back, and they're like, it's out of warranty. And I'm like, I told you, you should have just taken it. And he's yeah. like, well, I'm obviously not going to do it now. And then he bought a new uh, Dest a white Destiny PS4 bundle um, for the for the thing, and then like gave the copy of Destiny, because he already had it. He gave a copy of that to his friend. And then he just like let it sit there for a long time while he was playing uh, Destiny on Xbox One. Uh, and then he just ended up selling both of them, and I'm just and That's now he goes. only and now he only has an Xbox and not a PS4. 
yeah. which is fine. Like, no, Xbox that's fine. But like, why console, put yourself but through like, wasting buy, that money? Yeah, why buy two? Now, granted, like he makes good money, but like yeah, but even so, like it's still money that's it's, spent. Yeah, it's it is a waste. Yeah, it's a waste. Yeah, and, and I I was just like, what? Like, you bought two PS4s and you're not using either of them. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. But anyway, I mean, um, I will yeah. tell you on the bright side, the Hot Wheels levels in Forza are like it, it is exactly what. Um, oh my god, I'm I'm blanking on it. Gran Turismo isn't, and it's what I love in racing games. Yeah, like it it is the burnout revenge, Dude, like the, super the, arcadey kind of game. The ship has sailed so long ago for me on Gran Turismo. Basically, I played I played a lot of Gran Turismo Three A spec on PS Two, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, like I've tried a couple of the other iterations, they have not grabbed me. So no. either it, it's either something. Well, it depends like, on what you're you know, trying like to go for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if, so if for you... me, it's something like Burnout or something like Dirt or Forza Horizon. Like those are the games. Yeah. That really if you want more me. of an arcadey kind of feel to, yeah. you know, uh, to the experience, like then go for it. I do not like sim racers and some people that's like all and, and I get it like you get sure, the steering wheel you get the if you're a car nut why would you want to play an arcade game when exactly. you can get in there change the suspension like put a you know a freaking spoiler on the back of your car like all this uh, change out your mufflers to get a, a couple of extra horses you know right like there's all kinds of minutiae that you can get into in like a proper technical sim racing game and I just I just want to get in a car and just drive fast and wreck stuff and blast yeah. around turns and and you know whatever like you, you you're ridiculous outlandish things like split second you know where like right. there's like a freaking airplane crashing into a building that collapses onto the you know and it's just madness like that's what i want yeah. i want something completely out of control or i want a kart racer like mario kart yeah and, yeah you know and and so i don't know i think i think that forza horizon does a good enough job of getting close enough to the feeling of actually driving, but yet staying away from like the boring realism or like the, to me, like the sterile realism of a Gran Turismo. Yeah. Or, or even, well, a, even it's a not, it's, it's one of those games. Gran Turismo is one of those games. that's just up its own ass. Like it is yeah. trying to be as close to the real thing as possible. And like, that's great. If that's what you want, then that's fine. But like, I play video yeah. games that fun and to escape reality and for it to, just be like a stupid good time. Yeah. And that's exactly what the Hot Wheels levels are. Yeah. Um that I'm I'm really glad. I like I wish they would just like make like a separate game of just that cuz I would totally buy it. Man, speaking of that, that reminds me they need to come out with a freaking RC Pro Am game again. Yeah, they haven't made one did of them you, in a long time. Do you ever do you ever play those? Yeah. Super RC Pro Am. They had one of those in uh in Rare Replay. Um the one oh my I god, had, yeah. That's right. Yeah, th- that was like the original, I think, for NES. I think it was the original one, which is just RC Pro-Am. I think so. Uh, I had Super RC Pro-Am, which was on Game Boy, I think. Um, but yeah, that was a really fun game. I'd play that one on the go. By the way, I saw... I cannot believe that I am that I remember this, but I used to play this game on Game Boy all the time. And uh, Alyssa was over hanging out um, one day, I think, last week. Audrey's littlest sister. Right. And we were, I don't know what we were doing, but we were looking around. I get, oh, I get what it was. Uh, I'd actually, I'd actually borrowed some of their like Game Boy Advances and stuff like that. And I found a bunch of old games. So I was looking up games that I remembered. And there's a, 
there was a game called like Crash Test Dummies. Oh yeah, like that on Game Boy. Yeah. And there's like the one, you know, the one where they like jump off the top of the building and like crash through the awnings and bounce off yeah, of the yeah. things and then land on the. And I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that I had forgotten about this game <laughs> because I used to play just the absolute crap out of it. Uh, so that was that was a freaking blast down memory lane. Remember, um, game Boy Advance had a lot of weird. Like weird, but like surprisingly good ports of console games. But what was weirder was like Nintendo DS never did that. All of their ports were like complete garbage. But Game Boy Advance, like I remember the Simpsons Road Rage port. Uh, Some of them were good. Yeah, well, not all of them. uh, Chrono Trigger was good. Yeah, but like Splinter Cell was terrible. Well, that was okay. Yeah, and wasn't there wasn't there a Call of Duty on DS as well? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was so rough. Was that declassified or was that the one on PSP? I don't remember. Anyway, that might have been the one on Vita. Actually. You had to aim with a with a touch screen and. Well, and then then we're getting into the whole like even just the original stuff like Metroid Prime Hunters like on there was not like the, you, you don't want to. You thought shooter. it was great, but it wasn't great. You don't want to. I I will I will be very clear. I never thought Metroid Prime Hunters was great. I totally played through the whole thing. Oh my god! I played through like part of the first level, and I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this. Remember, it came can, with the strap, and then it had the thumb thing. Yeah. And it was like supposed to, yeah, make it better. It was supposed to make things better and it totally didn't. Yeah. I mean, it did, but like, come on, not enough. Anyway, let's, let's get out of this rabbit hole. Cause we got a lot of stuff we got to talk about. Um, so, uh, first of all, did we, did we talk about, uh, we talked about golf story a little bit, but not the whole thing. I mean, thing. you were like 20 hours into it the last time we talked. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I beat it. So um, wait, before you get into that did you okay. i'm assuming you never encountered the game breaking bug do you know what i'm talking about uh game break i've heard about people having issues specifically with one of the mini games so greg hall so greg hall from we podcast and we know things hit me up uh, the other day and because he listened to the episode and was telling me about how um like you should probably i should probably wait to pick it up um because he had gotten like 30 hours into it or something. And there's one room. I think it's the, the clubhouse where it's all the old people. Okay. Apparently when you, there's some bug that happens where when you walk in, your character shrinks down super small and then you can walk like off the screen and everything, but then you can't exit the room and you can never get out. That's really weird. Yeah. There's like footage of it online. It's like, it's one of the weirdest ones I've seen in a long time. No, nothing like that ever happened to me. Yeah. Well, that's good. But so you beat nice. it. Yeah, I beat it. It's great. It's fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, it, it's definitely got like a couple of glitches here and there. Like there there were some issues where... Did you say the geometry was kind of weird? Um, in some parts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was um, the the mini golf course at um, uh, Well Worn pines or whatever i forget what the like the end part of it but it's, it's the well-worn course it's the first course you go to there's a miniature golf course there and i actually got stuck on some weird geometry there and i think there was one other hole where um oh yeah, yeah. it was one of the it was one of the ice levels uh i hit something or no 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 it was on a frisbee golf uh it was on a frisbee golf uh course uh in the in the cliff area and i threw the boomerang uh or not a boomerang it's the it's the frisbee golf thing but like you can bend it 
like oh right like Beckham. You know what I mean? Uh, and I basically I curved it. Sorry, I curved it so hard <laughs> that it ended up getting stuck spinning into a tree, and it like it just like kept pushing it up, so it never fell to the ground, so it never reset. Oh, okay. so I had to back out there, but it was like a weird like one in a hundred shot um, of something like that, and I hit it just right. And then I think there might have been another time when I hit, I hit a, um, oh yeah, there was another one. It was on the beach resort where I hit, uh, I was hitting, I was chipping towards the green and I hit a tree and it hit the tree like just on the top and it just flew up into the air um, and went off screen and it just like kept going, but it didn't stop. And then I had to start over then. But other than oh, that's like, weird. those three times in the entirety of the game, the game worked great. Um, it's super, super charming, but at the same time, it's like really satisfying, uh, golfing experience. Like it's, it's awesome. Like, as I said, th- I'm pretty sure I said before, like it had me thinking like, Hey, maybe I should hit my dad up, you know, see if he's got my old golf clubs at the house, hit the links, like, hit the links, take, take him out for, uh, you know, for a day on the back nine. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's awesome. Like I can't recommend it highly enough and it's super affordable. Like, I mean the fact not? that you got what? probably 35 hours out of it uh something like that yeah i don't have yeah. my switch with me right now um but it probably has my for 15 right bucks like yes, you can't absolutely. really you can't, you can't beat that you can't go wrong if, yeah, you're, if awesome. you're looking for like a cool rpg that's also a, a golf game that's also about a lot of weight like there are a lot of people out there that have recognized this but and i think you even made a comment about this on the show of like how much time you actually spend playing golf it's like eh, probably <laughs> half the time yeah. But like the other half is doing like weird puzzles and it's, it's uh, like all the adventure game style puzzles are like pretty self-explanatory. Like there's nothing ridiculous like you would find in Grim Fandango or, or, uh, you know, Day of the Tentacle or anything like that. Like right. There's, right. There's nothing crazy outlandish and everything's pretty easy. Um, the only problem is not a ton of people have played this game. So there were some points Grin, I was playing the game like really early. Um, uh, but there, there weren't a lot of resources to go out there, uh, which is typically only an issue that you run into if you're playing games before they're released. Right. Um, but there's just very few places. Like I had to, I had to go try to find information on like game facts forums from like a one person and their their question and my question never really got answered and I, it was it was kind of a mess. But like eventually I figured stuff out and it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I will say when you're on the pro tour. Definitely use the skimming woods. Use a bunch of stuff that's low loft. That's all okay. I'll say. That's all I'll say. Interesting. Um, just some advice for the pro tour because that stuff, like the 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 end, uh, the final cup that you're going for is challenging. Mm. There's there's never a really a difficulty spike. Like everything's pretty smooth up. Like it's it's a really well designed game. It's really fun. It's really funny. As I've said before, it's charming. Um, but like, just make sure that you're keeping up with your skills. Learn learn all the mechanics because they will come in handy. Mm. There was one mechanic I didn't even know existed, um, which is like power putting. If you hold R, it'll actually double the strength of your putt. Because there are these weird holes where they're like, "Hey, get all the way to the green from the from the uh, you know from the tee," and you can only use your putter. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, how am I ever gonna do this? And they're like, "You only have six strokes." And I'm like, "How am I ever gonna do this?" Oh wow. And you totally have to use like the power putt thing, which I didn't even know was a thing. And even then it's super difficult. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, 
I could wax poetic. It's awesome. Also, one thing I wanted to say uh, that Audrey has been hounding me about. She is obsessed with the music in this game. Oh, really? She actually was at work and she like tried to see if she could buy the soundtrack so that she could listen to this one song (laughs) because she is completely addicted to it. I think it's the clubhouse music from the first area. It's got like this really weird saxophone part in it. And it's, it's like, it's equal parts, um, like silly and really bad music, (laughs) but it's like so catchy. And I think that's the point of it. Like it's supposed to be like a weird, like campy, like, yeah, it's supposed to be like weird garbage music, but it's like, it's so good. It's so good. I need to play this game. So yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, also, there's some pretty cool Easter eggs. I wrote a, an article on those um, uh, for Nintendo. If you want to, if you want to be surprised, like don't read it, um, because there's like some there was some cool moments in that game where I was like, "We're doing this now," and then you know it was that was pretty great. So that's awesome. That's all I'll say about that. You want me to go next? Or you what I was going to say, uh, the Count Lucanor is yes. something that I feel like you have talked about. Like you've like thrown it around every now and then, but I I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah. So this was a game that I played a while back um, on PC. I got it on the super cheap on Steam, um, but we actually got uh, at Nintendo. We got codes um, for the game on Switch um, from Baroque Decay. And so I ended up since I'd already played it before. Andrew, um, the founder of Nintendo and Amiibo Alerts, was like, hey, uh, I, I asked him, I was like, hey, w- are you more or less likely to want somebody to review something if they've already played it on a different platform? He's like, more likely, definitely, because then like you already have You know what to compare it to, yeah. Exactly, and you know what you're getting into, and you, know, you can comment on platform differences and stuff. Let me say, this game, I think, is even better on Switch. Yeah. Um, specifically because... It's the game's not that long. There are multiple endings. It's a really creepy adventure game. Um, Is it like it's a side scroller, isn't it? No, it's top down. It's it's top down. Okay. Um, Basically, you are this young boy named Hans. And I'm sure I've probably talked about this before, but I'll just give you guys a quick, excuse me, a quick refresher on this uh, in case you're thinking about picking it up on Switch, which I heartily recommend, by the way. It is the perfect October game. Like, it's such a great time to play this game. Um, it's really Oh, creepy. I do remember the art for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's like a hybrid 8-bit, 16-bit style. Um, the music is all um, is all Johann Sebastian Bach. Like, they took it. They took some lesser-known pieces of his and uh, tooled them around with, like, some chiptunes tool sets. Uh, and they're just kind of morose, kind of slightly sinister but kind of hopeful and it's it is it's i think the tagline um for my review was it's equal parts charming and unsettling oh wow um and it's it's just it's really cute hans is a very earnest young boy he's sick of being poor he wants to go off and like find his fortune and stuff and uh everything goes pretty great until night falls and then shit hits the fan in a major way. And basically this little floating blue kobold lures him into this castle. Um, and then he finds out, Oh, he's trapped inside. 
and he can't get out um, or uh, meet the Count Lucanor who runs the Tenebri Castle unless he can guess the Kobold's name. Uh, and if he can guess the Kobold's name, he'll actually be granted riches and glory and all these sorts of wonderful things. Except as soon as he starts exploring the castle, he realizes that all of these rooms that have clues in them are booby-trapped to, like, the extreme. And a lot of people have already died trying to get this treasure. Oh, wow. So it's basically about Hans trying to find his way out of this. And um, basically the way that he interacts with other characters, like the whether he chooses to help certain people or not, will influence his relationships with these people the stuff that he can get from them and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, there's also, I think there's like, there's like four or five endings or something like that. Um, it only takes like a couple hours to finish if you know what you're doing. Like, you know, something like that. So it's, it's not, uh, it's not that long. I think it's like 1349 or something. It's like some weird price on the switch eShop. It's like 12, 13 bucks. Okay. Um, it's really good. It's really creepy. It's, I don't know. I feel like this game needs to get a lot of attention because it's one of those games that I really enjoyed. I really found unsettling, but I found satisfying. And I'm not really a fan of adventure games. Yeah. Um, at least like this. Uh, it is a game where, like, he's a 10-year-old kid. He can't really fight back. So if there's something horrifying coming your way, you pretty much just have to hide. Oh, God. So there's, like, a lot of that sort of tension in it, um, which I like. Um, and I think it's I think it's really good. There's some really cute, like, cool characters in it. Um and just a lot of weird stuff. Just a lot of weird, unsettling, creepy stuff that happened yeah. in this game. So I recommend it. And I, I wrote a I wrote a review that's also up on Nintendo, so you can look for that. Uh, it, I it, I think it's probably one of my best reviews that I've written. There's lots well, of jokes in put there. a put a feather in your cap for that one, then, well, sir. It's, I took a diff- I put took a bit of a different approach with this review, and I think I think it's what I'm going to do with my future ones. I'm going to be a okay. little bit more irreverent, put a little bit more of my voice in there. Yeah. And uh, I mean, this is kind of like a behind, uh, I'm parting the kimono, if you will, on my review process. But, uh, but I'm just trying to, I'm trying to spice it up a little bit, make it more fun to read. Yeah. And, uh, Audrey, who's somebody who doesn't play hardly any games, basically it's like Mario Kart, Tetris and Halo for her. Um, and 99.999% of the time, she's just going to read a book anyway. Even if I'm like, Hey, you want to play some Mario Kart or some Halo? And she's like, nah, I'm going to read these books. Uh, and she, I, I had her read over my review because she's an editor. Um, and, uh, she's like, that actually kind of makes me want to play this game, which is high praise. Yeah. I mean, that's so, so it's a good game. That's what you want to happen. Exactly. So check it out. If you're, if you're interested, which you should be, if you're not too squeamish. And by the way, I am a pretty squeamish person myself, as we've demonstrated when I told the stories of how I got into dead space. And I think it's great. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I wasn't I wasn't scared by it at all, but there there are like some jumps that are pretty good, which I like. Um, did you happen to watch the video review for uh, Super Mario Mario Odyssey that uh, Ryan McCaffrey did? I did not uh, because well, okay, I'll take that back. I started to watch it and then I saw something that I didn't recognize because I haven't been watching many of the trailers and then I stopped. Uh, at the very least, you should. Listen, just listen to the audio of it. Like, I haven't, I haven't watched a review for a game probably since like Breath of the Wild, where like in the first like five seconds of just like watching it or whatever, 
you can just tell how excited he is to like talk about this game and how in love with it he is. And no joke, I'm like driving, like listening to this review, like getting goosebumps of like, oh my god, there's a Mario, there's a fucking Mario game coming out tomorrow. Like I, and I just it's am not so just a Mario game. It's not like New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. It's like it's a, a 3D, 3D Mario game. Yes, sandbox like platforming adventure. Like I just am so I cannot wait for this. This is all I've wanted like since GameCube. Yeah, I talked to uh, I talked to some people recently about it and it seems like seems like it's basically a successor to the feel of Mario 64 but with and yeah. but with a bunch of really interesting new mechanics that haven't been done anywhere else. Yes. And apparently they don't overstay their welcome and they don't become mainstays as soon as they give you like a taste of one mechanic, they just throw it away. And add something you else new that's interesting, which I think I forget who it was that was telling me this, but it, they said it's basically just Nintendo showing off like <laughs> and I'm like, that is what I want to hear. It's just crazy to me. Because that, that's what that's what Breath of the Wild was for Zelda. Yeah, but and I but can't like, believe it. Is this the thing? Is this the year? But this why was the there a five Nintendo's year? Nintendo's just like, hey, guess what? We're going to kick in your teeth. We're going to give you the Nintendo Switch. We're also going to kick your teeth in and give you Breath of the Wild. We're also going to kick your teeth in and give you what like we're going to give you the best Nintendo console maybe ever. We're going to give you the best Zelda game probably ever. We're going to give you maybe the best Mario game ever in the same year. It's just like yeah. get out of here. Like what? Like, where were they for the past five years? Like were they just making these games like Wii U? If you look at Wii U, <laughs> you, in comparison, Ubisoft, Wii U is so. Ubisoft took a took a year off for Assassin's Creed. Nintendo's taken a generation or two off. Yeah, from like really thinking, and now they're back. <laughs> and they're back, and they're just like, yeah, my dick's huge. What of it? Like they just don't care, and we're we're gonna make our our consumers real happy. It's like fuck yeah, you are. I'll give you all the money you want if you keep putting out content like this. This is the stuff that made us love Nintendo as kids. Yeah. Uh, what, what were you gonna say? I was sorry. I no, I just I I I'm smitten. I I can't wait for this. I just want to play it. Yeah, yeah. This is a classic. Uh, a classic. Uh, Fry, Philip J. Fry. Shut up and take my money moment. Yes. Uh, this <laughs> this product placement <laughs> sponsored by Futurama. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. You've but been watching is, a PBS show? This has been a week for a lot of different things. Not Apparently. Only, not only have I been playing a lot of different games, some of which we're going to get to in a, in a little bit, but this has also been a week of other types of entertainment, my friends. Other types of entertainment. And let me tell you, my wife, while I was, I think it was while I was reviewing the Count Lucaner, started watching this PBS show called Victoria. And it is a fantastic. Uh, the main character, I forget what her name is because I'm bad with names and that's a horrible excuse because I should be better and I need to be better. I'm going to practice so I can be better. What is this show about? It is about Queen Victoria. Uh, and the Queen Victoria is played by... Uh, the girl who shouldn't be from Doctor Who. She was the assistant of the last Doctor before the, Matt Smith. She was Matt Smith's companion. 
Uh, you, if you are seeking guidance from me, you will not find it, sir. His name, his name Jenna something? Oh, my God. Hold on. Oh, Jenna Coleman. Jenna Coleman. Yes. Yes. I was getting there. <laughs> there we go. That's at least I get half credit for that. There you go. Um, but this show is so freaking fantastic. It's it's like. I mean, if you like stuff like Downton Abbey, which I didn't really care for. You'll probably like this. Um, the difference between this and a lot of other kind of old-timey uh, shows that I've watched that really kind of pulled me into it is the fact that Victoria is actually a really good person. And so is uh, so is uh, Albert, her husband. Um, and it's... They're going up against a lot of people who are like, huh, a young girl shouldn't be queen. And like, huh... She married a German. We don't want to have the Germans ruling over us. This is Britain, you know, like, and there's all of this, like, <laughs> like the, all that sort of smarmy, you know, oligarchic, you know, stuff. And, uh, you know, there's like the patriarchy is in full swing. Um, you know, people are looking down on her and it's just and they bear up under it so admirably. And granted, like, I know that this is like a, you know. This is like a show about history that is based on truth, but like, sure, like they, I'm sure some or most of it is made up or whatever, but it's nice to watch a show where the main characters aren't just irredeemable, like douchebags. Actually, you know what, you know what it's like? It's like what, it's like what it would be like to watch House of Cards if Frank Underwood was a really good person. That's so weird to me. Like yeah. to even try and imagine that, and like not that there's a bunch of people I don't trying to take. About, yeah, there's a bunch. Of, yeah. yeah, I don't know shit about Queen Victoria, but like, I, mean, I you you would imagine any show that has to do with any political dialogue. A lot of the times they don't go over. I mean, like, I didn't watch all the Queen, but like the, even the beginning of the Queen, like the Netflix series about Queen Elizabeth, like they portray her as like a a good person, obviously. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I'm also very used to watching House of Cards where he is just such an asshole and everybody's out for themselves. Um, yeah. It's basically like that, except that um, the queen and her husband are trying to help other people. Like, just imagine everybody being selfish and trying to take them down. Like, one of the people in the... I mean, I'm, I'm going to kind of spoil some of the episodes or stuff. But, like, if you know history, then, like, you'll probably know this already. Yeah, yeah. Like, Audrey was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, she, she, she... It was a, it was a moment of like disc one spoilers, but like with real world history, when she was like, "Oh yeah, like they are one of the because because they're like courting and they're cousins." Like Albert is uh, is uh, is Victoria's first cousin, so like okay, that's a little weird. And then they're like, you know, they're they're courting and stuff, and they're falling madly in love. And I'm like, is like is this okay? Like they, this guy seems like kind of like a dick, like. Are they good? This seems really weird to be rooting for, you know, speaking of a uh, freaking Game of Thrones fan, rooting for cousins potentially to get together or like, you know what I mean? You know, like, you know what I'm getting at? Like, it's weird to kind of be rooting for that. And I was like, so do well, you're so up, used like, to being like the worst good? characters are incestual. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like the freaking Lannisters. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's awful. And you're both terrible people. You know, and stuff like that. But um, but with this, she's like, oh, yeah, they're one of the great love stories of all time. Like, 
they were madly in love and they were super good for each other. And he only lived for like 20 years after they got married, but they had nine kids and like they did a lot of good and stuff. And I was just like, holy crap. Like I didn't know any of this stuff, <laughs> but like her, uh, uh, Queen Victoria's like uncle or whatever is trying to have her pronounced mentally unwell because I think her grandfather ended up going mad. Um, and so he tries to spread rumors that like she's hearing voices and stuff. And uh, there are like a bunch, they, they, they try to install um, gas fixtures in the palace and uh, it like drives rats up from the basement. And so they're running all over the place and it's her birthday and some of them get on the cake and she's like screaming and freaking out and stuff. Uh, and so they, he tries to blow that up into a thing and be like, oh yeah, but were there really rats there or did she just see them? And then they were like, well, there was like five other people in the room and they definitely saw that there were rats. Like, oh, dang it. You know, and then he tries to have her killed and stuff. And it's just like all of this stuff. Uh, and he's trying to like usurp power from her and then she marries Albert and they're like, you can't walk in together because he's not, you know, royalty. He has no title. Like, and there's all of this drama of like trying to, he's trying to prove his place. And then, uh, a, uh, an escaped slave from America comes and he's coming here to like promote awareness of like what's going on in the colonies and stuff. And England has already abolished slavery. How did we turn left for this video game culture podcast to talk about English history? Uh, you started watching this show, but, and but yeah. I just, I'm intrigued. And so one of the, like, there, there's this one episode, and it's basically, the episode is basically the king's speech. Um, but it's Albert giving a speech in defense of abolitionism, in defense of liberating people who are enslaved all over the world. Right. And, and stuff like that. And in so doing the people that who are really against his appointment uh, as regent, which is something Victoria is super for kind of like they're his biggest advocate or his biggest uh, opponent rather is kind of like after that speech, like I, I kind of got to respect you, you know, because it's like he gives this really impassioned speech, you know, about like this is wrong and no civilized country should be for this sort of thing. We have to do something about this. We cannot rest as, you know, as, you know, the British empire until we have done away with this in all of its forms and stuff. And right. It's just like this really great speech. And so it's like the struggle of them both trying to like get to know each other, him being, you know, German royalty and then coming in and being like, like you guys think that I'm all for Germany, but like, I'm part of, I'm, I'm part of Britain now. And so all I want is for Britain to do well. And for like, that's, that's what I'm all about. And so it's, it's it's awesome. It's really really awesome. Uh, we finished what's the first the, uh, season. What's, um, what's, what's the production value? Like, is it? It's really good. It's is really it like good. Sherlock level? Because Sherlock's yeah. Well, it's BBC, but like PBS airs it. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, is it it's, on par with that, or yeah. is it okay? Yeah. I mean, because like PBS has done series in the past where it's like, like I think they did like Pride and Prejudice or something like. Well, didn't they do little, Downton Abbey as well? What's that? Didn't they do Downton Abbey as well? Oh, I don't know. Is that PBS? I thought so. Oh. Or maybe then, it's, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe it's yeah. BBC. I, don't I know. just assume like PBS doesn't have a budget because Donald Trump is president. So, I mean, that's exciting I mean, that like they I mean, have they a good don't. show. Well, no. <laughs> like, but <laughs> like, yeah, they don't. Um, th- it's cool was, they can put that out, though. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. And apparently season two is in development. So I'm really, really excited for that to come out because you bet your, you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be watching that. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, another thing 
If you do, you want to ping pong back and forth? You got something else, or you want me? To I do don't. No, I really. I was very busy this weekend. Um, I spent most of my weekend in uh, Chestnut Hill, okay, and uh, Contrahawken. It was our homecoming, so I just nice. did a lot of drinking and a lot of uh, you know, shenanigans and catching up with people all week. So gambling, prostitution, yeah. murder, all that sort of stuff. The, you know the typical things the you usual, do in uh, the, at a weekend, Catholic institution. Weekend plans, as we call them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, another thing that I got big into, which started with like a weird conversation. Basically, uh, Audrey and I were having conversations about like how we grew up in relation to sports and different things. Um, I've played basically every sport, um, not at like the like organized level. Like some of it was just like for classes or whatever. Like right, right. Like, you get exposed I, to it at some point. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but as far as like an organized. Uh, an organized level like i've played soccer i've played baseball i've played um football um haven't played basketball never played basketball uh, never never really a fan of basketball but um but we started talking about that and uh and like like my dad would always watch like the pga tour and the masters and all that sort of stuff um but the real thing the real thing that my family would watch uh would be football yeah um, so that was like the big thing in our family and uh, dude both- hold on did you see any of the Eagles game on Monday night? I did not. Oh my God. Carson um, Wentz is freaking amazing. Yeah. Like just, it, he came out of like a dog pile and just like took off with the ball. Nobody even knew. We thought he was on the ground, like that it was first I saw down that and, play. I saw that dude, play. Dude, that was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was like, wait, what? And then he <laughs> just takes off. And then there was another one where, um, you thought he was like getting taken down and all of a sudden he jumps like three feet in the air and just lobbed the ball for a first nice. down like it was ridiculous is, is he uh he's quarterback right he's quarterback for the eagles okay. yes yeah he uh when people do like r- call me old-fashioned but i like a quarterback that runs like he I, does i don't i there's there's a lot of respect to be had for somebody who's just really good at putting the ball where it needs to be but i think it's more fun and more unpredictable. I mean, it's it's a fact. It's more unpredictable when you have a quarterback who will run if necessary. Oh yeah. It just adds another layer to the mix up. And there are so many quarterbacks that are not willing to do it because of the risk of injury, which I totally respect. Like football players need to look out for themselves. Um, They get hurt. Like people in other sports don't typically, unless it's hockey. Oh Um, yeah. But, um, you know, you don't you don't have baseball players or basketball players killing themselves because they well, they're not getting they're, it's not they're not contact sports really. I mean, exactly. There, but there are some. I mean, basketball there are some pretty messy uh, injuries, for sure, but for sure, for sure, and like and like, but not on the level that like happens in football. And obviously, if if you if you crank one out on a freaking hundred mile per hour pitch, and you smack somebody in the side of the face. Um, you know, with they're the, gonna be messed up with the ball. Like you're gonna be crushing some bones for sure. Yeah, but I just I've never seen it happen. Which thankfully that would be yeah, horrendous. that'd be awful. But uh, but anyway, so I was talking about that and how our our family had always been like a football family. Um, even though we watched like a lot of stuff, it was mostly right. football and golf for my dad. Um, and Audrey was saying that her family has always been a baseball family. Yeah. Uh, and. I said, well, if we got into something, and I think she's kind of said offhandedly, like, I'd kind of like to get into something. Like, I'd kind of like to to watch something to root for some stuff. 
um, to get back into that. And I said, well, if we were going to pick one sport to follow, what would you want to do? And she's like, well, I would want it to be baseball because that's the only thing that I've really cared about. Uh, and, and historically, the uh, the Astros have been probably the best performing team that Houston has had. Yeah. The, Rocket, like, the Rockets yeah, have been pretty good. Um, but the Texans are trash. Yeah. Um, even so you they, couldn't have picked a more perfect time to become a Fairweather fan. Well, no, right now. Now, now here's the thing. When I first <laughs> when I first moved down here, um, it was the Killer Bees. So right. when I first when I first arrived, I had come here from California, um, where like I I lived and I was going to college in Los Angeles, or not Los Angeles, but like the Orange County southeast, like the La Mirada area, if you're familiar with it, um, which is just a couple miles away from Anaheim, where the Angels play. Uh, in 2002, I was there when the Angels went to the World Series and won. Oh, wow. Um, which is the only win that they have in franchise history. Yeah. And now, uh, last night, we just watched the first World Series game win in Astros history. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that I'm going to get to see the Astros win for the first time uh, in franchise history this upcoming week. It's um, an exciting time like when it happens in your home city. Yeah, and everyone and, is on board. And let me tell you, like I, I've always enjoyed watching baseball. Like, there's basically two sports that I've, I've been to a couple of Rockets games live. They're really fun. The energy is cool. I just don't super. I, I like the action. I like how fast paced it is. And I, mm-hmm. I wish that other sports were like that. And I like the high scoring nature of the game. Um, but I just don't care about the sport in general. Like I never played it, so I don't have that personal attachment. Whereas, yeah. like I played baseball longer than I played pretty much anything else. Yeah, um, I played I played football most recently in high school. Um, but you know, whatever. I, I I don't I don't understand. There there are so many more complicated rules in football and stuff like that. And then there is there are all of the injuries and uh, and stuff like that. Um, I feel like which kind of keep me from wholeheartedly supporting it. Especially when somebody like Trump comes out and is like, "They're ruining the game. You got to hit them. You got to hit them so hard." You know. It's just, I just oh. I I have to tune it out. Like I just I pay attention to the game and like that's all there is I, to it. Oh, and, and just to be completely clear, like I'm not condemning anybody for loving it. Like I like no like, no. I like watching it. I'm just like I, I wish that the issues that existed with it weren't issues. Well, and like, what what's a shame about the whole thing? Like. People and I don't want this to turn into a kneeling and not kneeling topic, but like the reason they're kneeling is for the rights of black men and women. And oh, that wasn't even what States. I was talking about. Oh, I, I thought you were about, going there with it. No, I was just talking about how he's talking about like now people are afraid to hit really hard because they'll get flagged on the play and they need to really be cracking skulls oh, and stuff, I which see is what you're just saying. the thing. No, no, no. And, but if we're going to talk about that, like there is a whole lot of straw manning going on. Like a lot of well, people who think that they're protesting the flag or the Well, anthem, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, people are getting pissed off that they're protesting things that – like that's not where it started. That's not so what it's about. Don't not be what pissed off about. about it. And that's not what it is about. It is about protesting police brutality and raising yeah. awareness for unarmed black people that are complying with police demands, getting shot and brutally murdered. And then and there's freaking it's just, police uh, like, the point of, of them planting evidence on these guys. Yeah. The point there's, I'm trying to make is that, like, obviously all those things are terrible. You're allowed to protest. Like, I'm to- I'm totally cool with them protesting that. Yeah, go for it. My problem is when they're, like, 
you need to reprimand these players if they do it or you know because it, it's a disgrace to our national anthem Jeez, oh, I didn't and even they, think they get into that, whole that whole thing i mean yeah yeah, yeah. like and then there's, like, the, there's the whole thing of like they're at the only end of the protesting day, and letting people do it and kneeling with them because it looks good for business right you know at the end of the day what what this is is it is a sport that is there for entertainment purposes people are there watching this thing to get away from all these kinds of issues and i understand like if you're a player and you have an opinion and you want to demonstrate it that's fine i'm cool with that but like why do we gotta get so much drama into it man like let them protest let them do whatever they want whatever yeah Yeah. people are here to watch football like just let them fucking watch football yeah yeah, it, I agree. It, it, I think it's the, so frustrating. I think the big problem is coming not from the players protesting, but from people's reactions to players protesting. Yeah, like that's where the escal- that's where a hundred percent of the escalation is happening. Yeah, it's like why are these people? Well, do it on your own time. It's like well, if they do it on their own time, then they're not taking advantage of the platform that they have because of their job. And it's like, yeah. it, if you had a microphone the, of how many millions of people. Exactly. On national television, wouldn't you use it? That's literally the entire point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's so freaking stupid. Like, yes, protest, get recognition. Let's freaking stop this heinous garbage from happening in this in this world. Yeah, like if I could snap my fingers and stop everybody who is innocent from being harmed, like I would immediately do it. Like, and yeah. I don't care if kneeling gets us there. Let's do it. Let's have everybody kneel. I'll freaking kneel. I don't care. Let's do this. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah. So that's that's basically where I come down on that. That whole situation gets me so angry because there's nothing that gets there's nothing that aggravates me more than when somebody says, "Huh, well, I won that argument after they just propped up a straw man and blew it over." Like that's right. That is ugh, logical fallacies drive me crazy. <laughs> um, but anyway, anyway, all this to say, bringing it back, bringing it back in, goose frappa. Okay. So, uh, so baseball is dope and we've been watching, um, the Astros games. And last night I saw the greatest baseball game I've ever seen in my entire Wow. And it was game two of the world series. For those of you listening uh, in the distant future, game two of the world series of 2017 on, I think it was like October 25th. Yeah. October 25th. Uh, and it was in Los Angeles. It was the second World Series game in Los Angeles between the Houston Astros and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, going into this series, as somebody who used to live in Los Angeles, I thought that I would be more mixed. I thought I would be more conflicted. I thought right. I would be like, well, it doesn't matter who wins as long as one of them wins, which is what is going to happen. One of them is going to win because that's how the World Series That's works. how it works, yeah. Uh, however, uh, my whole family... Uh, my wife's family, I mean, uh, are all diehard Astros fans. Everybody here is a diehard Astros fan. I find myself uh, rooting for the Astros pretty much completely. Yeah. Uh, and so it has been really awesome. Uh, if you have any way of watching Game 2, you owe it to yourself. Don't look anything up. Just go watch the game. It is such a crazy roller coaster of emotions. Um, it... it <laughs> went the game went long i'll just put it that way uh but it was a fantastic and there are so it is a historical game for at least two reasons it's the first x of x game 
for like a couple of different reasons. Like it's a okay. crazy game. And game one in the World Series was also, uh, I think game one was the shortest World Series game ever. Oh, wow. Um, and then this one also, this game two made history as well. Uh, mm. So if you uh, are interested at all in baseball, um, and I didn't realize I would be as interested uh, in baseball as I What is it with us in sports lately? It's so I weird. I don't know, man. It's, it's pretty cool. Dude, the, I, I went to the... I feel like I'm Ducks. deepening as a person. Like <laughs> I know. it's so. I'm like, I'm becoming more well-rounded. Yeah. Um, we now, my brother and I went to the Ducks-Flyers game um, Tuesday night, and that was one of the most infuriating things I've ever sat through, like in all of my days. Like, Did the Ducks win? The Ducks won, and it was Yay! kind of bullshit. <laughs> it like so many bad calls, so many calls that didn't happen that needed to. People, people on the Ducks were taking dives, like they were getting tripped, and then the Flyers would get penalties for it. Oh, they were doing that thing like they do in soccer and in uh, soccer. And that's exactly what it was. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, I fell. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I've never. What do they, what do they call that? Oh. The flop. Yeah. Oh, that's so brutal. I hate that God, stuff. I was getting so pissed off. Watch a World Cup, like, and seeing that, I was like, how can Men's you soccer is one of the worst sports you could ever watch. How can it's you not, It's not even worth it. How can you literally be the most valuable, like, sports franchise in the world, the most widely recognized, the most widely celebrated? People get murdered over these games, literally. Yeah. Like, if, if something happens in, like, Brazil or, or you know, someplace... Like they will storm the field and kill the refs if they don't like the the, the calls. Like <laughs> legit, I've heard of that happening. Like it's yeah, it's, it, it's this guy. This guy. It is lucky. It is lucky. This guy. Like we didn't know his name because the entire arena was just like boo. I'm standing there, boo this man. Like <laughs> it was so bad. Well, I mean, Philly fans are notorious for being... Philly fans are notorious, but, like, this was bullshit. This whole game was total bullshit. And apparently, I just read a post um, a few minutes ago that uh, the game that they just had in Ottawa was the same way. Jeez. Yeah, they were, like, robbed of, like, two goals, apparently. And then um, they lost, like, in, I guess, in overtime. I don't know. There's a uh, there's a, a historical podcast I listen to called The Dollop. There's one episode. They it's just all like weird stories from history, American history mostly, uh, unless they're like overseas and then they do like Australian or whatever. Uh, but there was one of them that was about a particular football game from back in the day in Philly, where fans would like back in the day, Philly fans specifically would carry like D batteries that they would throw at people. Yeah, and like. They actually, what was it? They had to call in like the riot cops or like SWAT team to like defend yep. the the enemy team because it was like a rival team or something. They actually had to like smuggle people out and stuff or like oh I believe it pull them up in there. <laughs> if so, Philly, if Philadelphia teams win, we're the happiest people like on the planet. Like, you, you could ask us for like twenty town. bucks and we'd be like absolutely. Like <laughs> the Eagles just won. Are you kidding me? It's like the best day ever. And if they lose, man, it's like you get in my way. You are going to get hurt. Jeez, we're uh we're in a Philadelphia is like the people. Ireland of the United States. <laughs> Pretty much, I'm very interested to see what Harvey thinks of Philly. I feel like he's just gonna be like, uh, he's gonna be so stressed out because everyone's just constantly go go go. Dude, he and, lives in San Fran. There's it's yeah, not- but San Fran, San, dude, San Fran is nothing like Philadelphia. Well, San Fran is so relaxed and it, but it it's is like high nice speed. weather there all the time. It's high speed, but it's not. It's not like Philadelphia. 
Philadelphia, it's like if you don't get out of the way. So we sit like, on a broom handle compared to San Fran. You could, dude. You could. Be, <laughs> you could be in line at like a Wawa, which you don't even know what that is. It's no, like Seven Eleven. Is that like a Piggly Wiggly? <laughs> That's something I've no. heard of. Um, <laughs> but you could be in line buying something, and like they give you your change and all that. If you don't get out of the way of the next person to like get your shit together. Like, people get mad at you for that. So it's basically like the soup Nazi, but everyone is the soup Everywhere, Nazi. and everyone's used to it. So we, we don't even think about it. <laughs> We're stressful people. Dude, I gotta, I gotta come up. I gotta come up and visit. It's it, a, it might it's be a, a weird while. place. I, I've gotta do it, though. Oh, yeah. yeah we'll It'll see. happen. We'll see what happens. But yeah, so so I've been I've been getting big into uh, into the World Series. I'm gonna keep watching it. I really hope the Astros win because if they like, if, if they, they do, it'll be fun. It'll if they be do, it's the time. first in franchise history. Like they, yeah. this is Houston's only the second time they've ever been to the World Series, and the first time they got swept. So yeah. Anyway, the Dodgers are really, really freaking good. Like the really Dodgers. Good. So anyway, um, but other than that. Um, played a little bit of Cuphead today, blasted through, haven't played it in like a couple of weeks, jumped in, uh, went regular mode on that like bicycle in the air, moon boss, did a oh, regular yeah. freaking third try, totally smoked it. Nice. Um, went through What's weird about guns. that boss fight is if you use your like ultimate ability, I don't remember what it's called, um, where you can get, you can charge up like five charge shots and then you turn into like the nuke. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you use that, um, you can actually like skip over sections of that boss fight because you'll drain her health so much. Yeah. So like the I think it was like the third or fourth time, one of the guys, like whatever she turns into, one of them showed up and I was like, Oh, what the hell is this? Like, is this randomized? And then I realized, like, oh no, I just have been doing that much damage every time. Wait, is it not randomized? I don't think it is. I thought it was. Because she she turned into she turned into the bull first for me, then she turned into actually you know what you're right I totally skipped, I totally skipped the twins phase yeah where she throws out those the balls that have the bullets that rotate which is like right, the most right, right. obnoxious thing yeah I just I must have gotten her like right when she was about to go into it and then just skipped her past the whole thing yeah. she went to the moon and then by then it was like oh I I did a running gun level and I bought an upgrade that that gradually and steadily increases your super meter. Oh, I have that one. It's called coffee. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. So I've switched between, um, I think, I think I've settled into something. I think I'm just going to use the coffee one every time I'm fighting a boss, every time I'm on a boss stage. And when it's running gun, I'm going to go with, um, what is it? Like the smoke dodge or whatever, like invincibility dodge or the extra heart or something like that. Um, and I, I, so I feel like I'm like easing into it. The game's starting to feel like a lot more manageable. Uh, I beat a running gun stage, I think on the second try, whereas oh, I've been good. having really heinous issues. It was the one where, um, where you have like the different gravity things where like you parry the cards. Oh, I've not done that yet. And then it turns you up. So you're walking on the ceiling. It's freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to figure out. Like it took me a while to figure out, like I, I died like four or five times within the first like 10 seconds of it before I figured out what you're actually supposed to do. Right. Um, but that was the first thing I did upon coming back. Anyway, Cuphead continues to be brilliant, continues to be one of my favorite games uh, on Xbox. The one thing is they need to speed up those load times like crazy. Like they it's really, rough. They really need to work on that. Um, other yeah. than that, it's fantastic. Um, and the other big thing 
in addition to getting into historical PBS shows and baseball, I played my very first ever Call of Duty game. Yes. Which one? Call of Duty Black Ops 3. <sighs> and let me tell you, that game is so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so I don't cool. care for the Black Ops games, personally. I never have. Um, they're like, I've tried other, the, other than the modern warfare games, I think they're the highest selling. So I they are the highest selling. And like, that's what I, I think I find it more frustrating that people love them because I have tried one and two. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I know I didn't try three. Um, and it's just not, it's not what I play call of duty for. I like mm-hmm. the world war two or, but like even modern warfare, I really, really enjoyed, um, one, two and three. Um, Infinite Warfare I loved, but the Black Ops games is just not my cup of tea for whatever reason. And yeah. I should on paper I should love it. I'm pretty sure like Liam Neeson's in those games in the campaign. Uh, he's not in um, Black Ops Three, but I, I forget uh, which one. But like, yeah. there's like famous people in them that like oh, sure. I should uh, give a shit about. Black Ops Three I think has a dude who's either from Law and Order or um, or CSI. Who is, okay, I got. I got to look this up. Hold on. Uh, like I know, um, Gary Oldman was in uh, World at War. Oh, geez, that makes me want to play that. Uh, Infinite um, Warfare has freaking Kit Harrington as the villain. Yeah, yeah. Dude, when I saw him, I was like, oh yeah. I'm and it looks just like him. It really does. <laughs> yeah, like they did a really good job with that. They really that did. So good. When he showed up, I was like, oh my god. Oh, Kit, no, <laughs> don't do that, Kit. No. Jon Snow knows a lot in this game. Uh, yeah. but yeah, so, so basically what I did was my buddy let me borrow black ops three, um, for PS4. So I played through that. I was getting kind of aggravated with my DualShock four by the end of it. And I was ready to be playing something on Xbox. Um, I, I, it, it kind of wears on me and like is aggravating to my hands to play first person shooters, especially stuff that's like really active on PS4 for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so after that, I looked up and saw that there was a trial, like a game trial of Call of Duty Infinite Warfare on Xbox One. So I downloaded that and started playing that. And I was like, oh, my God, like this game, yeah, is, game. it's way harder than Black Ops 3. Um, oh, yeah. Mostly because I in, in Black Ops 3, you're like a cyber soldier. So you've got these like optical enhancements. So I, I always had this one on where it like highlighted where all your enemies were and like put like what. Like, if they're a tough enemy, it would have, like, a shield next to them or, you know, something like that. So that you, so you knew what you were up against, basically. But you knew where they were. And in uh, Infinite Warfare, I'm walking through the streets and I'm like, I'm getting hit and I'm... Yeah, that's, like, that's standard fare for Call of Duty. Like, you don't know where these guys are at. I can't at. freaking see where these guys are. And it's way harder. Yeah. So, um, I think so far, I prefer Black Ops 3 um, over Infinite Warfare. But Infinite Warfare looks so much better, and I love like going into going into like hyperspace and then like doing the dog fights. I'm like, yes, this is really fun. Like this is really yeah. really cool. Um, the cutscenes are insane in, the, in that game. Yeah, the crazy thing is that I didn't realize this, and and I, I guess I probably should have because all these games are developed by different uh, different companies, but. Um, uh, Black Ops 3 was done by Treyarch and Inf- uh, Infinite Warfare was done by Infinity Ward. Right. Um, and these are uh, my first games by either of these studios. One thing I didn't realize when I was picking up a gun in Infinite Warfare and then I I like I looked down the sights and it zooms in really far. Whereas in um, 
in Black Ops 3, it's mostly just like iron sights. Like even if you scope in, like it's not really it's not as intense as it is in yeah in infinite warfare it like really zooms forward like and it's just it was really jarring and you know took a lot to get used to um as well as like the fact that the guns were a lot less accurate than they were in black ops um right and stuff like that but i mean it makes sense because like in black ops 3 your guy has like literally robot arms so like yeah Yeah, they're gonna be able to uh, they're gonna be able to suppress you know all it's so far from what it was like and infinite warfare it finds like that that nice middle spot where they don't shove it down your throat too much of yeah. you're a robotic man. Like but that was yeah. so cool, dude. Having the freaking firefly powers or being able to like use the immolate ability to blow people up. It was, it's, it's so cool. Whereas like infinite warfare is basically like destiny. Like it's very much like, de- like it is very fighting. similar to destiny. We're fighting and, other um, people on other planets and stuff, except you can actually do dog fighting and, and then going back and playing, doing the nightfall with Harvey and, uh, you know, and Zach and, you know, people like that. I was like, man, like, after playing Black Ops 3, like, Destiny controls are, like, maybe even worse. <laughs> it just <laughs> it really bummed me out. I was like, I'm already, like, I've pretty much run out of everything to do except for the raid, which I still haven't done. And I'm one point shy of maximum light level. I just hit. You know, so I signed in today. I was going to do the Nightfall real quick. Um, we couldn't find a third, but... Um, Actually, I should have just hit you up. Shit, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But I went to Hawthorne, and she's like, oh, your clan did really well this week. And I was like, oh, yeah? And I just keep hitting X, yep. and like yep. all this stuff is just yep. getting in my inventory. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I yep. start looking at it more, and I'm at like 301 now as my light level. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, good job, guys. I don't know what you did, but yep. it helped. Yeah, basically. Because I totally time- did not play last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool. I really like the milestone system in Destiny. I just don't think the controls are tight enough for me to want to keep playing. And the crazy thing is that I didn't realize how much I was going to enjoy Call of Duty. And now I'm like, man, like I my trial ran there's, out. I, I kind of want to go out and get Infinite Warfare and like play through There's a game. reason it's like one of the top selling franchises. And it's such like, a stupid thing for me. And I should have I should have freaking known. You know what I mean? Like. Like, I hadn't played Grand Theft Auto until Grand Theft Auto V. I hadn't played Call of Duty until Black <laughs> Ops 3. And it's just like, yeah, these are the two biggest franchises in the world, basically, <laughs> except for, like, FIFA, which I still haven't I still haven't played. You don't have to play FIFA. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I should have expected this. Like, I should have expected them to be good. Why yeah. didn't I try them sooner? Well, and what's really good is because you primarily play on Xbox, like, you can go through and get those... Um, the 360 titles that you missed, like if you want yeah. for super cheap, like dollars. Um, yeah. And they're all backward compatible. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. So yeah, my plan right now is to pick up, um, obviously like I'm starting tomorrow morning. I'm going to be working on the Mario Odyssey, um, review, but basically, probably, are you doing that for the uh, Nintendo? Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. actually, we're, we're doing it as a team because we didn't get the codes early. Um, but right. I mean, I other major sites didn't get hardly any review codes. And uh, I know some people that actually have had to share, have actually had to do to do kind of shift work to accommodate the fact that they had to share their code that they got with somebody else. Oh, I believe that. So it's like, it's, I'm not surprised at all that Nintendo didn't send us codes. Um, Yeah. And, uh, but that does mean that in order to get a review out in a timely manner, we're tackling it as a team. So basically everybody, 
on the team at Nintendo is reviewing something else. So I'm I'm the lead on gameplay and controls. Okay. Um, so I'm basically going to be covering the mechanics of the game, how it feels, like the what the game what it's like to play the game. That's what I'm going to be in charge of. Right. Um, so that should be really fun. This is the first of the team based uh, reviews that we're going to be doing. We're probably going to be doing these on most bigger games uh, and stuff like that. So that ought to be fun. So uh, keep a lookout for that. I'll keep you guys um, up to date. That should be up by the next podcast that comes out. So keep an eye on it. Um, but basically, after I finish Mario Odyssey, um, unless I super want to jump into like Wolfenstein 2 or Assassin's Creed Origins, I'm kind of tempted to just pick up a cheap copy of Infinite Warfare and just play through that because I played through Black Ops 3 in a day and I loved it. Like, I had a see really if you can time. find it on the cheap. And the reason I say that is the campaign's like eight hours long, like, it's not a huge sprawling game by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. Which is totally I mean, unless fine. you're gonna, yeah, I have no problem with that. Um, yeah, yeah. I just don't want you spending sixty bucks on a game that you're only gonna get like. Oh eight sure, hours and I and I've even I've done like cursory looks around, and there's like um, I think it was some place where I found where it was like a, a link to Target's website. Like I just did a quick like Google search or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, hey, you can get Call of Duty Infinite Warfare on Xbox One for like twenty five dollars at Target. And I'm like, that's okay, not, yeah. that's not bad. Well, usually what they do is like the second the new one comes out, they they're like Madden. They just drop the price for the most yeah, part. Yeah, but isn't Infinite Warfare still the latest one to come out? Because World War yeah, Two. Yeah, but what's weird out. is like no, but um, Black Ops Three because I think I think what ended up happening was because it sold so well and people still play that game like fucking crazy. Um, did people pass over I'd, Infinite Warfare? A lot of people did. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because it was like too sci-fi halo destiny oh, kind of setup, which is a shame it's such like a great game about it. no i know <laughs> um and i mean that's why i was so smitten with it but yeah um black ops 3 like because the player base still is so huge per day they yeah. um they haven't dropped the price of it i don't think yet that's crazy the, yeah the the interesting thing about this for me is that it's really solid the, the crit playing through black ops 3 it basically reminded me of a fusion between um like Battlefield 4 uh, and something like Killzone Shadowfall. It was basically like a fusion of those. and But it, it wasn't as... You, your character doesn't feel as heavy as they do in Killzone. Um, and the stuff wasn't as kind of... It was more exciting to me than Battlefield 4. Also, the main character, way more interesting. <laughs> way more interesting than the silent protagonist. I, I've learned that I hate silent protagonists in uh, well we had them for so long like now i'm just i'm done with it like yeah and the funny thing is a lot of people say that like master chief is kind of a cypher he's got more personality than a lot of these first person shooters. no but he didn't for i mean halo one he didn't really he made that was just like little by little smarmy comments from time to time like he wasn't but that was pretty much it you know link doesn't say a goddamn thing uh you know but, but if he did everyone would be pissed off. Yeah, but in Black Ops 3, they did that to, like, really great effect. The one bummer I have about Infinite Warfare is I really was interested in, like, the... I think they have, like, an Australian guy. Um, and either an Australian guy or a South African guy, I couldn't tell. Because uh, he didn't say hardly anything. Um, but in the first mission of Infinite Warfare... Um, and then, spoilers, he and his team die at the, at the end of the first mission um, of right. Infinite Warfare. And then you go and control somebody named Lieutenant Reyes. And I'm like... 
Dude, that first guy sounded so much cooler. This Reyes guy is like freaking totally vanilla bean ice cream. I, I'm not interested in this guy. I wanted to play as the first guy. I'm pretty sure he's the main character for the rest of the game. I, that's I'm I've played a couple. I've played like the first three levels. It seems to me that Lieutenant Reyes is the main character. Is the, the dude? Rest of the game. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's so aggravating because. He's just, he's got like no accent. He's very kind of bland and stuff like that. He's just like, like a white soldier. Like yeah. And it's just yeah. like, man, this, this guy, like the Australian guy was so much more interesting. Like I, I love that accent. And like, he seemed like much more, I don't know. The voice acting just was really doing it for me. Like he drew me into the, to the story. Yeah. And then he freaking died. And I'm like, I don't, I wanted to play as that guy. <laughs> like, but I don't know. it gives you that, that push to say, okay, we got to go get the guys that did this for sure. Like I was angry because I was like, yeah, you robbed me of like, you're a like, really I like this character, character a lot. Yeah. And now I got to um, Yeah. And his team seemed like great people and they pulled some pretty heinous stuff off, which is four guys <laughs> like baller move guys. But, uh, but anyway, so yeah, it's cool. So, so now I've, I've kind of, I've kind of established as I've played more and more and more shooters, like halo is like awesome. And Titanfall is awesome. And Call of Duty, I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about it. But it's still better than Battlefield and better than Destiny, I think. I always want to like Battlefield more than I do. The only yeah. one that I I really was like, this is the game, was Bad Company. Yeah. It was the only one I ever fell in love with. I, there are a lot of people who feel the same way, especially Bad Company 2. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people came back for Battlefield 1. Um, I'm really interested to see how I feel about the rest of Infinite Warfare because I know that... Um, uh, World War Two is being done by Sledgehammer, um, and so I've never played one of their games, so I don't know like how different the games feel. What, what do you? I forget which ones. I'm like looking at mine now. Um, they did Advanced Warfare, which that was the one with um, Troy Baker. You play as Troy Baker, um, and he looks like Troy Baker. Probably, that's another one that I'll probably pick up because like I I really like futuristic shooters. Yeah. And so, you know, games like Doom. You'll probably like Halo, it a lot. I, it Titanfall, was that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, I like that sort of stuff. Like techno futurist. It kind of towed the line. Like Kevin Spacey's great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was kind of on the cusp of me like, the, this is Call of Duty, but this is what I come to call to Call of Duty for. Like it, it was too, yeah, which, which, you have an exo suit. You can jump like crazy. The more that um, you're it, aggravated with it means the more I'll probably like it. Probably. <laughs> well, it's very similar. Like I remember it. If I'm remembering it correctly, it was very similar to Titanfall, yes. which is a game I do not care for. Ugh. Like I like the multiplayer of Titanfall, but I did not care for that campaign. I was literally playing through the, like the back end of, uh, of black ops three. And I was like, man, the only thing this is missing is a giant mech. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but that's one of the reasons why Titanfall is one of my favorite things. Like it's just it's so much fun. Like wall running. You know what and all series? Sort of stuff. What I want to come back, and I know you're what? gonna be like, "Well, Titanfall is it?" Um, they need to come out with another mech assault game. Yeah. Yeah, because like it was just you blow up yeah. cities, you blow up other mechs. Yeah. Like it was just stupid fun and. I, I Nobody is going to go near that with a 10 foot pole. I wasn't thinking that you were going to be right, that I would have said that Titanfall is it. But as soon as you said that, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that is kind of Titanfall. Though. <laughs> yeah, but it needs to be third is, person. Yeah, it is, it is different, though. It is different. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 so good. I'm so burned that Titanfall 2 didn't do that well. Yeah, it's it's it is just one more in in a list of games that deserved to do better. 
Dude, it looks like South Park is going that same way because they put out that demo for it. And I don't know many people that bought it. I definitely didn't. Yeah. And I even enjoyed the first I saw one, one person on my uh, my friends list playing it the other uh, today, actually. Yeah. But I got the demo. I want to pick it up, but it's like Mario just came out. And that's going to be my life for the, at least the next two months. What? You think you're going to be playing this game for the next two months? At least the next month. I'll probably be playing Mario till Christmas. Here's okay. Here's mark it down. Mark it down. Keep us honest. Uh, my guess is you'll probably be playing it for the next two and a half, three weeks, and then and then you'll be done. I don't think there's any. Ch- there's absolutely zero chance you're playing this for two months. There is. I would say a, a, hours. Like, like I would say there's. I'm guessing forty hours, forty five hours. I'm getting into this game. Sure, maybe, and I know you're gonna hundred percent it. My yeah. thing is, I don't think there's enough there to last you that whole time. It being your only game, which I know, knowing you, it's gonna be. It's it's probably going to be. Yeah, unless people are like, let's this. run the raid in Destiny. You're gonna focus the, this on is this all to I give a shit about right now. Of all else, which means it's not gonna last you two months. Even if then, if it doesn't, that's fine. That'll go pick up South Park. But like, guys, want this game? I want this game so bad. Well, do you want South Park more than you want Wolfenstein or or AC Origins or all that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Wolfenstein, I I can wait because I never finished the first one. Supposedly like, this one's better than the first one in literally Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. Um, um, which is pretty crazy. And apparently the story is like really good. Yeah. Um, so, I just want to play it. Yeah, I'm, exci- I'm excited about that. I, that will probably be one. Wolfenstein's probably one I'll have to wait um, for a price job for just because like i'm i'm more interested especially because i'll be playing other shooters um i'll be more interested to check out um ac origins than that especially if i pick up like advanced warfare infinite warfare stuff like that and and i mean freaking call of duty world war 2 is coming out which means i'll probably end up getting that i'm definitely excited for that like more excited for that than probably any other call of duty game yeah, I, I mean, um, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm just I'm not sure. Knowing how the gunplay is is so different and um, like having a hard time keeping track of people and like getting knocked down. So, like, I definitely die more in Infinite Warfare than I did in Black Ops Three because I can't always see people and right. I like that sort of thing. And I know for a fact in World War Two, like there's going to be nothing like that. Like it's going to be like Battlefield One, where like you're going to be lucky if you can see a sniper looking at you from across the map. Oh, it's and so good. It's gonna be real hard, and that was yeah. that was what I hated about Star Wars Battlefront. That was what I hated about, you know, Battlefield multiplayer. That was what I hated about, you know, like all this sort of stuff. And and it's a, it's an issue in Infinite Warfare, but I I don't know I, if I remember correctly. Like Call of Duty two and three did a very good job of if you were on a sniper level, you were on a sniper level, and like you were pretty much in the scope most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were going through a town. Everybody was like far enough away that you could pick them off, and it was pretty clear as to where they were at. Mm, um, yeah, like they did. They did a very good job at making sure whatever you were aiming down the sights with, like somebody's head would fit through that reticle. So yeah, I'm hoping that the, uh, I'm sure the new one's going to be great. But yeah, we'll have to see. I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is I I hope that Black Ops Three wasn't an anomaly. No, like I, I hope I don't, that, I don't think it is. I hope that since I like that, I will also like the other ones. And it wasn't just this was the lightning in a bottle that really hit all the 
points for me. Like it had an interesting and engaging story that got crazier and more interesting the further it went on. The gameplay was cool. Like I liked the extra powers. I like the weapons were all really fun. Um, like the upgrade. You just got to keep in mind though, they are all separate studios. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I was settling on of like, yeah, I may love this. I'm going to jump in head first. Well, maybe hold on a little bit and like, see if you like all this sort of stuff. Right. Go out and buy the freaking call of duty collection that has every game ever. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there are definitely, um, you know, there, there are people out there where they're like, well, I only play the Treyarch ones or only play sledgehammer. Like for sure. And that's fine. Yeah. 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 Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. If that's what you're into, like go for it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's it, man. A lot of Brian, big stuff. We're 53 minutes from the release of Super Mario Odyssey. We are. I'd like to go pick it up. We are. Well, let's get you on your way then. Yeah. Uh, Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, boys and girls, for hanging out with us on episode 65 of the Black Box. If you, like us, uh, enjoy engaging with the show and with each other, hit us up on Twitter. My handle is at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. My handle is at Shrives93, S-H-R-I-V-E-S-9-3. You can expect to see a lot of Super Mario Odyssey screenshots from my account, because that's going to be my life for the next two weeks, according to Brian. Yes. We'll see. We'll see if my prediction holds true. I'm I'm (laughs) highly confident, but we'll see what happens. Uh, If you want to reach out to us corporately, uh, you can hit us up at platformers pod on twitter uh you can find artist uh joanna at joanna whatev which is j-o-a-n-n-a-w-h-a-t-e-v on twitter uh she is awesome she did all the art like i said and uh she's a fantastic person also an introvert so definitely go hit her up and bother her and tell her that i sent you uh that should be fun (laughs) Uh, if we're going to be streaming, which I imagine Chris will probably be doing some of with Mario. Hell yeah. Look. Ooh, you know what I got, Brian? I haven't got It's coming tomorrow. Okay. Um, I missed I missed the FedEx, man. The Razer announced a new camera, a new web camera for Ooh. streamers, which it actually has the halo light built around the camera. Oh, I saw this. The, the ring light. Yeah. 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 So it's it shines right on your face there. So. Next time we record, you'll see my bright shining face. Well, and what it does to your freaking eyes, like that that reflection. Oh, it's so is cool! Like so beast looking. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So if you want to watch uh, Chris stream Mario Odyssey like a madman, hang out at Twitch.tv/slash The Platformers Podcast. Um, review, like, share, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. All the freaking whatchamahoosits that you normally do for shows like this, and tell other people because we don't advertise. Uh, yeah. That is freaking it. Um, man, I hope you have a wonderful week. And for those of you with switches, I have no doubt that you will. And until next time, we will.